Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Imam al-Nawawi's Riyadu al-Saliheen is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over seven centuries. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the sunnah of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is so Ibn Mas'ud narrates that after the battle of Hunayn, the Messenger of Allah gave preference to some people in distributing the beauty. He gave 100 camels to Al-Aqar ibn Habis and a similar number to Uyayn ibn Hassan. He also gave to some noblemen of the Arab and gave them preference in the distribution. A man said, by Allah, this distribution is not just and neither is it for the pleasure of Allah. Well, I said to the man, by Allah, I'm going to inform the Messenger of Allah Therefore I went to him and I told him what the man had said. His face changed color to red and then he said, who will be just if Allah and his Messenger are not just? He then added, may Allah shower his mercy on Musa he was harmed more than this, but he exercised patience. I thought to myself, in the future, I will most certainly not inform him of such things. It's narrated by Bukhari and Muslim. So this is a hadith of Ibn Mas'ud, Allah Ta'ala. Be pleased with him. And he witnessed this transpire on the day of Hunayn. And Hunayn was a battle that took place after the Fatah Mecca in the eighth year of the Hijrah. And our Prophet وسلم, preferred, and the word here is athara, he gave preference to some people in the distribution of the booty, the war spoils. And of course, our Prophet وسلم, is only going to distribute the spoils of war in a way that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He always did things with intention and for a purpose, and he did what he was commanded to do. That he ballahal that risala. Is that he conveyed the message and he that fulfilled the trust that was placed upon his shoulders. So he gives to, and there's two people here that are mentioned, Al Akra ibn Habis. And um, uh, this is from the Sadat or from the nobleman of the tribe of Tamim. And that he was an, known to be. An honorable person in both Jahiliyyah and then in Islam. 
and he gave him that 100 camels. And he gave something similar to Uyayna ibn Husan, who was also known to be someone that was that uh, noble and well-respected amongst the Arab. And he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that also gave to some of the other that, uh, that noblemen, nas min ashraf al-Arab, those who were well-respected. And he did so with a particular intention, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to bring their hearts close. Because that if he won these individuals over, then the way that that would extend to all of their people. And it would help that ultimately the deen be rooted not only in those individuals, but in their people. And so he did this for our wisdom, sallallahu and then the commentators mentioned, and he left some of the others because he knew in their hearts they had the nur of iman, the light of faith. And they didn't want dunya anyway. They weren't there for the world and to acquire worldly things. And then in the hadith sahih, that our Prophet said, Inni rajul, that I give, that I might give a man something, that I give one man something, and it's more beloved to me to give it to someone else, but I fear is that Allah Ta'ala is going to throw that person on the fire, on their face. In other words, is that uh, these are people that he, وسلم, that saw what other people didn't see and was aware of what other people weren't aware of. And there are certain people were they not to have been given that it would have affected them and it might actually lead them to being in the fire. And that hadith indicates an example of the considerations of the Prophet. He's not just considering the worldly state of affairs. He's thinking about what is most important how people are going to end up in the hereafter. And no one had mercy like he did, sallallahu And we know the famous story of the Ansar. And when some of them were in a particular instance uh, that hurt, that they didn't receive what other people that received. And the Prophet sallallahu spoke to him in a way that moved and stirred up the meanings of Iman that were in their hearts. And that these people that were given are gonna go back with whatever it is that they were given. But you're gonna go back with the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu And what else would you really want? And in paradise, if you're close to the Prophet you will receive, to the degree that you're close to the Prophet will be to the degree that you receive the Na'im and bliss paradise. So in reality, that, that's what we should be seeking, closeness to the Rasul and then accordingly we will see the bounty of Allah Taala. So A'udhu Billah, and this is, Hadith shows you the danger of certain that people when they stray from the true meanings of religion. And keep in mind that Shaitan, no one was more worshipful than he was. They say there's not a hand span in the heavens except that he worshipped Allah in it. But he didn't have adab when Allah commanded him to bow to Adam, so he was banished. Adam made a mistake and he made tawbah and he returned back to Allah. Shaitan blamed Allah. So this hadith is 
that instills deep fear. Someone's that questioned the distribution of the Messenger of Allah. So this man says, Wallahi, he swore an oath by Allah, is that this distribution is not just, and neither is it for the pleasure of Allah. And um, we know that, um, that in a, another narration, it is said that someone spoke to the Prophet and said, I'da li Rasulullah, be just, O Messenger of Allah. You're going to say this to the Messenger of Allah? And that person's name is Dhul Khwaisara. Dhul Khwaisara. And he's known as the Abul Khawarij, the father of the Kharajites. And that religious, that, that archetype of religious perversion, the Awdhibidah, that started even during the time of the Prophet Muhammad and led to someone taking the life of Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib. Like, could you imagine that someone would have fought against Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib? It's hard for us to believe. But when you understand that, you can understand some of the tendencies of our time. In that some of the way that people have just completely diverted. And when you look at the descriptions of these people, the Khawarish, is that no one had beautiful Quran recitation like they had. No one worshipped like they did. They had spent long times in Tahajjud. And they would have seen to have been outwardly very religious people. But they were bereft of the true meanings of Iman in their heart. So that some of the commentators said is that this is the Al-Khawaisara, who's the Abu Al-Khawarish, who said this in this particular hadith, but then they say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. So he questions the Prophet sallallahu and that said what he said, and even though that technically that, that's kufr, is disbelief, is that our Prophet did not order that he be killed because that he, it was, that he didn't want to be known for having that killed his companion And so he dealt with them the way he dealt with the other munafiqeen. The Prophet knew that they were hypocrites, he didn't believe, and they were causing all types of problems. But outwardly the Prophet dealt with them in a way as if that they were believers, but he knew that they were hypocrites. And so the narrator of this hadith, Ibn Mas'ud, he says, I'm going to inform the Messenger of Allah. And he wants to inform him because of the danger of this situation, the fact that someone is saying this, and that maybe even out of mercy of this individual that he would make tawbah and repent for saying something so heinous. And so that he came and he informed the Prophet uh, about what he said. And then, فَتَغَيِّرَ وَجْهُهُ صَلَى So his face changed color and turned red out of anger. And this is not anger for his own self. But do you realize the danger of this? The Prophet only got angry for the sake of Allah. If this door opens up where people are questioning the Messenger of Allah, then you'll question everything else. You start to question these the early people in terms of how they interpreted the Quran, you're starting to put everything into question. So this was solely for the sake of Allah. And then the Prophet responded, فَمَنْ يَعْدَلْ إِذَا لَمْ يَعْدَلِ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ That whoever be just, 
if Allah and His Messenger are not just, and look at His response, that in lam ida lam rasulu, if Allah and His Messenger are not just, indicating here, do you think He did something other than for the mess- than the sake of Allah? He وسلم, only did things by the command of Allah. Subhanallah. And then that He clarified وسلم, that the way of the prophets before Him, and this was His way, sallallahu was to overlook this foolishness and these things that people did. And he said, Allah Musa, may Allah have mercy upon Musa, that he was harmed in ways greater than this. And he was patient. So this is a, a, a very important hadith that we need to think very deeply about and that learn proper adab that from our shuyukh, so we learn how it is that we have to be with the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam 1400 plus years later, with the companions, with the Tabi'een, with all of the subsequent generations and the, the blessed inheritors of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam until this day and age. And unfortunately, there are remnants of this meaning and that people today, and that meaning keeps that unfortunately, that with, uh, for certain reasons, is has become somewhat widespread. And may Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala that protect us and preserve us from that, bless us to be able to understand this deen as it is and be means for people to understand in these lands the deen, the way that the companions of all of those blessed generations after them, they did without any tefillit or infraat, right in the middle, in a balanced way, in a way that is pleasing to Allah Thank you for listening to one of Al-Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org connect.